Welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find. I got a few things, uh, probably two major things I want to talk about tonight. Um, and I was tempted just to get into one right away, but I think I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get into some other stuff first. I, I've had a very, very not fun couple of weeks, the last few weeks, and uh, it's nothing like it, it's it, it, uh, it has to do with things that probably can't really talk about. So I'm not going to get into it too much, but um, it made me think about these other things. So what I noticed that I do when I go shopping, um, specifically groceries, and I, I shop a certain way. So like when I go to Aldi's, for example, Aldi, sorry, I think I, missed, I put an S on there unnecessarily. But when I go to Aldi, um, when I'm by myself, I usually buy stuff that's the whole point of going to a store right i didn't have to tell you that did i no um so but when i buy stuff i always put stuff in the front part of the shopping cart um the front part of the shopping cart i that that part of the cart is the part that i'm talking about hey this is my name is uh the most influential speaker in the house and this is the first time i've ever done a podcast everyone because i can't flip and talk right now all right so the part of the cart where you would put a put a child you know with his feet dangling in there kind of thing that part so it's that little, that little piece that you put a little you put down and it lays flat and then you can take the metal part and close it in or extend it i always have it extended because I, I don't have a kid in there um but i always extend it. and that little corral is where i put all of my groceries and it it's such a weird quirk i have another one too but there's such a weird quirk i thought because i was like why why do i do that so I was I so I went shopping at Aldi with uh, the crew, and uh, the lovely queen was was shopping and she put stuff in the shopping cart and it wasn't in that corral it was like in the the you know the majority uh, of area of space that is meant for groceries and she put it in there and then I like systematically went in the cart picked it up and put it into the little corral where the kid sits because that's where I like things to go and I filled that area up first before I put anything into the larger part of the shopping cart. I don't know why I do that, but it's what I've done and it's what I still do. And it's funny because it, it like, it legit bothers me. Um, especially if, you know, if, if you don't really have to go into the store to be, buy all that many things and you end up putting stuff in the main part of the grocery cart and nothing in the corral, it bothers me. I, I mean, I, I legit get a little irritated um, so I don't know next time you shop with me, that'll never happen by the way. Cause you won't shop with me. No one's going to shop with me other than my crew. Um, just put stuff in the little corral spot. Right. Anyway, that's one quirk. Okay. That's something I noticed. Other thing I noticed while, uh, while I'm talking about grocery shopping, cause that's what this podcast has turned into flipping grocery shopping, podcasting. Um, what do you do when you buy eggs? So I've had, uh, I've been not lucky when I buy eggs. So, I've been burned. So what happens, what usually happens when I buy eggs is, or what can happen, and I say, that's not more often than not, but I've been burned so many times, I now do this. I open up the carton of eggs, and when I get home, and you know, I, I pick one out because I'm going to crack it open and make it, right? But when I pick it up, it's like stuck to the carton, and I have to like forcefully grab it out. And what's happened is because I have to force it to get out because it's stuck, 
I crack the egg. And then my fingers touch all the, the egg gunk. The shell gets cracked and goes into the egg shell that's still in the carton. That's still stuck in there, by the way. And I'm, I'm, I'm out of an egg. Because I, I can't, I could take all other, all the other eggs out of the carton and then dump the yolk and and yellow part of the egg into the pan that I'm using. But that's, I'm not going to empty a carton of eggs just to get the one egg that I salvaged. So I consider that egg lost. And what really hurts is when I have more than one egg stuck to the carton. And that's happened to me a lot, a lot of times, specifically with those like styrofoam cartons. Uh, but I've also had it happen to like the cardboard or the, I don't, I, I don't know what you call it, the re, the recycled cardboard egg carton things it's also been stuck in there um and then also i've had it where the bottom of the eggshell is already cracked and the egg's like gone it's like leaked and it's so when i when i pick it up it's like air and there's like i see the hole in the bottom and stain so why did i pick that carton right you, you think i would have noticed that when i at the time of purchase but i didn't so i hate i hate eggs um shopping for eggs like that so now what i do is i have to open up the egg carton i feel like I feel like the guys from uh, Clerks, you know, when uh, uh, Dante and Randall are comparing the different people that come go to the Quick Stop and are you know like like what do you, the the milkmaids right and there's the, the uh, and then there's uh the one guy looking for the perfect egg right or the perfect carton of eggs. Um, God, I hope you know what the Clerks reference was. Otherwise, that was just a waste of time. Um, anyway, I'm sounding like one of those guys. So what I do is I open up the carton of eggs. And I kid you not, if it's an 18 package or a 12 package, I never buy a six or a half dozen. So it's usually a 12 or a 24 pack or 18. Um, I literally take each egg and I move it around in the uh, in the egg holder. I don't know what do you call that. The egg. I'm calling it the egg holder. Is there a real name for it? I doubt it. If there was, it's stupid. It's probably just egg holder. Like that's any better. So I move the egg around in each little. Uh, space that it's being held in to make sure it's not stuck and if the if it feels like it's stuck then i have to pick up the egg to make sure it's not legit stuck in there so i don't crack and waste it when i get home anyone else do that is it just me normal normal people this is what i used to do i used to um uh open open up the thing and just make sure there's no crack i don't see any cracks in the eggs and then i close it back up and then i take it home but that's when i got screwed because i could i take it home and I open up the carton of eggs, and then there's eggs stuck in there. And it, I, it's just, I hate the touch of it when it cracks on, when it cracks open and my hands touch it. That's, it's just a gross little feeling. So I don't like doing that. So now, like I said, I open up each carton of eggs. I literally legit move those mother flipping eggs around and lift them up if I have to to make sure they do. I do that for all 12, 18, or 24, however many eggs I buy. Is there really a 24 count? Did I just make that up? I can't. I don't even know if I ever bought twenty-four pack of eggs. Twelve for sure, right? That's the dozen. That's that's common sense, James. Um, the eighteen for sure. I've seen that. I think I just pulled twenty-four out of nowhere. I think I just made that total the whole thing up. Um, all right, one more quirk before <laughs> before I go on to the rest of uh, uh, uh the two things that I wanted to make sure I get to. Um, the other weird thing I do is volume control. I need the volume on an even number. And again, just like the shopping cart, it bothers me <laughs> if it's on an odd number. I don't know why. Why why did it have to be an even number? Why couldn't it why does it have to happen at all first of all? But why couldn't I get frustrated if it's on an 
an odd number. Why did it just magically happen as an even number? I don't know. Maybe I like things in pairs because some of the best things on this planet come in pairs, and I'm not going to go into those things. But one of those things is one of my favorite things of all time, um, and they come in pairs. So, I, I okay, I, I won't talk about that anymore because I don't want it. Okay, uh, family friendly. So, um, so I'm just stuck with the even number on a volume control, and that goes with my phone, that goes with my radio, the TV, um, anything that has volume, I guess, and that has a digital reader, my my laptop. Um, it has to be so, and the kids always tease me about it. Because they purposely put it on like 13 as a volume setting. And I'm like, I, I cringe or my tweak my neck or my back goes. It has a little spasm or something. It's like, because I noticed it. No, I tell them, it's like, I w- if I don't know what the volume is on, I'm, I'm, I can't tell the difference between a 13 volume and a 15 volume, or if it's an odd number or whatever, right? Um, but if I notice it, if I see you put it on an odd number, we're going to have, pro- <laughs> we're going to have problems. We're going to have an issue. I'm going to need that volume to be an even number. Now, you can override me, and that's perfectly fine, because if I'm in someone's house and I see the TV, they put it on, I don't know, 23, what am I going to do? Hey, can you – I could say this and play nonchalant. So if you ever see me do this, this is probably why. I'll just say, hey, can you turn up just one just to – I'm having a hard time hearing. And that's legit because I can't hear worth a darn. I hate my hearing. Um, so I could get away with it that way. But other than that – I mean, you, you control your own TV. If I go into your house, I'm not going to say, hey, turn it up one so I can have it on an even number. You know how stupid that sounds? Just as stupid as the rest of this podcast, by the way, because this is so – I can't believe I'm talking about these things. Quirks? Is that what I've come to, talking about my quirks on a God's Starring podcast? I haven't even got to the main topic yet. But that's where I'm at. So it has to be an even number. Um all the time. I can't, I can't handle it. Like I said, my kids tease me about it. My queen has a riot with it, you know, messing with me, but you know, to her credit, um, she actually, she'll say, um, like Chloe, please put it on 24 or, you know, Diego put it on 14 or whatever the case is. She says she puts it. So thank you, queen. I I appreciate that a whole lot. I, I, you, 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 you help me, uh, deal with that by, by, um, I don't know, enabling me to settle for the even number. You make sure it happens. And I appreciate that. So, so I, I I appreciate it. So my queen messages me from upstairs. She just says no problem. So she can literally hear what I'm saying down here. I invited her to the podcast. Uh, she didn't want to come. She thought it was going to be on video. And I was like, well, guess what? There's no video on podcasts. Well, there are, but not on this one. There's video on my Revelation show, but not on the Icebox. Um, and she just messaged me again. Oh, she, oh, she, missed, she must miss me. She must miss me. She goes, I hear everything. It's the, maybe she'll hear this. Let me see. I love you, honey, so much. All right. So let's see if she heard that. Um, so anyway, there's, there's, my, there's my quirks. If I'm shopping, I got to put it in the little corral where the kids used to sit. Um, that's, that area has to be full before I put anything in the, uh, in the, in the, you know, the, the real part of the shopping cart. And I don't know why I do that, but I do that every time. Um, eggs. <laughs> I have to open up the carton of eggs and I check each egg. I twirl them around, lift them up if I need to, to make sure nothing is stuck. That's what I do with eggs and even numbers, even number of volumes. I have to have an even number on there. Um, otherwise it's going to drive me crazy. Um, some might say that's too late, but, uh, I think I still have, I think I still have some time. All right, we're done. We're done with quirk cast. All right, we're done with my quirk cast.
there's a character called Spawn, and this this character's creator, his name is Todd McFarlane. Now, there was a point in time where Todd McFarlane was like the emperor of comic book dumb. Made that word up right now. He was like the all, right? I mean, he was the hot artist. He could, anything he touched was gold. Anything he drew, people wanted. And it started with, um, well, his, his main claim to fame was the Amazing Spider-Man when he came, became the artist on that. Uh, he did some other things too, but um, that's where he really took off. And then he, I'm not going to go into the history of this. If I had other people to talk with me about it, I would talk about the history of Image Comics and have a blast with that. But I, I don't have the know-it-alls, so I'm just going to sound more like an idiot if I try to do that right now. And plus, it's not the point of the conversation that I want to have with this right now. But he went into Image Comics, right, and created a character called Spawn. Now, McFarlane has done so much with this character. Um, and, I mean, great. I mean, it's been a successful character. I used to buy, you know, like four or five copies of each issue when this stuff, when this stuff was first coming out. Um, I bought all the toys. I remember maxing credit cards um, to all the Spawn toys that came out and buying them from KB Toy Stores um, in my local area. And it, it was really hot. It was really, really hot. All right, so that was back in the 90s, right, or whatever. Um, and now Spawn, he's had, you know, still a successful character uh, on a certain level. And he's had a HBO cartoon. Uh, he's had a movie come out. And that's the segue. That's how I'm going to get into my topic. There is works or a new Spawn movie is in the works is what I really meant to say. I'm not professional. Can you tell? Um, there's a new Spawn movie coming out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. See, I can, why do I, why am I talking? I cannot do podcasting anymore. Uh, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. All right. So what I wanted to say, Todd McFarlane wants to do another Spawn movie. And the year right now is 2020. Okay. I've established that. So that's, that's a bonus point for me. And there was an article where he listed a couple of demands uh, for the Spawn movie to happen, and this is what gets me. One of those the one of those demands makes perfect sense. I'm going to talk about that first. So I'm going to read an excerpt here from ScreenRant.com. I like to cite my sources whenever I have them, and if I remember. So this article goes to say, during an interview with Shoryuken, and I don't even know what Shoryuken is. Is that a place? No, is that maybe it's a title of a publication? or a website, or a blogger, people still blog, I don't know, um, or an, I don't know, it just says, during an interview with Shoryuken, uh, why did you Google this? Really, Huckle? You're going to come in right now, in the middle of my podcast? You couldn't interrupt Quarkcast, that was dumb beyond belief, you have to come in and, and interrupt the spawn part of the podcast? Thanks, Huckle, I don't know what Shoryuken is, and I don't want to look it up, it's a waste of my time. Anyway, during an interview, this is not, I haven't even got past the first sentence of the article. During an interview with Shoryuken, McFarland shared that he only had two demands. All right, so here we go. That was the first sentence, everyone. Nice job. I finally got through it. The first was that his Spawn reboot have an R rating. All right, there's the first one. I'm all for that, right? So I'm, I'll, I'll sound like a stu another typical stupid person saying, well, yeah, look at all the success Deadpool had, and that was rated R. Look at all the success... 
Joker had, and that was rated R, right? This is phenomenal. It's it's a new formula. You got to be able to do this. This is rated R means big bucks. Big bucks means rated R for comic book movies. Whatever. Um, but the content of the Spawn world, or as he references in here, the Spawn cloud later on, um, it's it's definitely for mature audiences, okay? It is not what they call, or what I call, family-friendly. So a rated R movie, honestly, makes perfect sense. I mean, it deals with, you know, demons, the devil, uh, hell, murder, violence, all that stuff. So rated R, you got, I got no issues with that, buddy. Uh, McFarlane, you, a Spawn movie less than a rated R rating would be problematic, to be honest. Okay, so I'm all on board for that first demand. Good for you, Todd. Uh, good luck to you on that one. You'll get it. You'll get it. The second demand. Here we go. Uh, next sentence of the article. I'll see if I, how fast I can get through this one. The second demand was that he direct the reboot himself. McFarland stated, I have very few demands for the movie. It has to be rated R. This is my Todd McFarland voice. I, if it if it stinks, you know what? I didn't ask you. Um, I have very few demands for the movie. Uh, it has to be rated R. There's, 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 there's an old debate around that. And I agree with you, Todd. There is no debate around that. With this story I want to tell, my intent goes back to that spawn cloud. I am less concerned about what happens in the movie as... What did I... The movie... Does he really sound like that? He does. He does. He does sound like that. Um, where am I? Okay. So I'm less concerned about what happens in the movie as... <laughs> as, as long as spawn is cool and badass. Okay. So with that point, the article continues, it sounds like McFarlane hopes to take the character back to his roots. Okay, cool. Uh, back to his roots means an R rating, but that's not the demand I want to talk about right now, which I was all for. The demand that he direct the movie? How insane is that? What has this guy directed? I'm going to hang I'm going to look it up right now. I should have had this done before, but again, not that smart. I just had a podcast talking talking to you about my quirks, right? So that's that's the level of intelligence that this podcast has. Uh, so I'm Googling Todd McFarlane director credits. I'm sure there's a list of them. I'm sure there's a list. There we go. So it comes up with IMDB. So that's a good site, right? That, that site never lies. We're positive here. Okay. So let's see. Um, Todd McFarlane, born March 16th, 1961 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, all right, he's a writer, producer, known for Venom, Spawn, born in 1997. See, he was in the 90s. Um, they have three kids, okay. Photos, known for, all right, filmography, here we go. Uh, right, director, here we go. I'm going to open this thing up. Director, let's see what he's directed. Todd McFarlane, oh, it opens up the same page. Here we go, director, five credits. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, I must have missed these movies. I must have missed these things. Okay, cool. So he's got five directing credits. So maybe with with five, I mean, that's five more than I directed. So with five movies under his belt, he must, uh, maybe he can get this one. I was, See, I was going to make fun of Todd McFarlane because I didn't think he had any director credits. But he has five. So, okay, Todd McFarlane, I'm sorry. You won't hear me apologizing much on this podcast because, first of all, it's my podcast. And I. why, why do I have to apologize to you? I have nothing to apologize apologize to you for other than my court cast that was earlier. 
All right, so Todd McFarlane. Hey, I'm sorry, buddy. All right, let's, well, let's look at these five uh, director credits. What kind of movies did I miss here from Todd McFarlane? Okay, here we go. Uh, the first one is from 1998. Uh, I don't know if this one counts. He's co-director. And it's of a music video. Now, I'm, I'm going to mention the music video. It's, it's from Pearl Jam, Do the Evolution. So Todd McFarlane had a co-director credit for uh, the video short of Pearl Jam, Do the Evolution. Now, I'm not going to make fun of Pearl Jam or anything like that because I have a cousin who will rake me over the coals if I say anything bad about Pearl Jam um, and his wife, too. And they're lovely people. Some of them, they're lovely people. I love them. They support, you know, when I post these things on my Facebook page or my Instagram or whatever. Um, God bless them. Uh, his wife always likes them, you know, and supports me that way. So thank you. So I'm not going to say anything bad about Pearl Jam because I have nothing bad to say about Pearl Jam. You want to know why? Here's the big reason because I don't really know anything about Pearl Jam. I don't know anything about them other than they're a, uh, a popular musical group. Um, th- their greatest fans are Dominic and Sue. Um, I said it. It's, it's, I said it on a podcast, so it has to be true. They are their biggest fans. There you go. So Pearl Jam, if you're listening to this podcast, um, go see in uh, Blue Island your biggest fans, Dominic and Sue. Okay? All right. But back to the matter at hand. That that's I don't I'm not gonna count that as a director credit. It's a video. And he was co-director for God's sakes. But I'm sure it was a lovely video. Okay, so next okay, your next movie. Uh in nineteen ninety nine. Uh oh, I'm sorry, it was a video short again. So this one was Corn Freak on a Leash. Okay, I heard of Corn. Uh, and corn is spelled K-O-R-N, just like I spell cool, K-O-O-L, right? That's They're trying to be cool, just like I'm trying to be cool. So they don't spell corn, C-O-R-N. No, they spell it K-O-R-N. See what they're doing? I'm not going to count that either, Todd. All right. Um, 2002, I, I missed this movie. Oh, wait, it's another music video. It's a video documentary. Uh, so a little bit better, right? Documentary, that means movie, right? It has to. It has to. Corn. Uh, Deuce. All right. Never heard of it. Never saw it. Can't speak uh, too intelligently about that. Surprise, surprise. Um, but that's, I, I don't know if, I'm going to maybe give that a half credit. I'm going to give that a half credit. All right. So he's got a half a film credit in my book right now. Uh, another one in 2002. What movie was this? This was, oh, not a movie. You see where I'm going with this, people? Not a movie. It was a video short. It was called Sw- Swollen Members. Yeah, I got a couple swollen members uh, featuring Nelly Furtado, Breath. So I heard of Nelly Furtado, I think. <laughs> um, but it was a video short. Not counting it, Todd. The last big blockbuster he directed was in 2009. Um, oh, wait a minute. Video short. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a video short. This one was called, uh, it was from Disturbed. Uh, Land of Confusion. So I'm assuming I know Disturbed like a couple of their songs. Ooh, ah, 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 right, that monkey one. That's the cool one. Right? That's what all the kids still sing that today, right? Ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ah. yeah, right, the Disturbed monkey one, right? Anyway, uh, Down with the Sickness isn't that what it's called? Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, whatever. Okay, so Land of Confusion. I'm a. I, I have no. I'm not gonna. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming that's like an updated of Phil Collins' Land of Confusion. Maybe Disturbed did their own version. And luckily, they grabbed the hot director, Todd McFarlane, to direct the video short. And guess what? That's it. He's had five credits. Those were the five credits. None of them are movies. So, Mr. Todd McFarlane. Yeah? 
<laughs> well, nice to have you on the podcast, Todd. Well, welcome, welcome aboard to the Icebox. Thank you for taking time during your busy schedule and coming on board to talk about Spawn and your two demands. Oh, no problem, no problem. Um, so, I have one question for you. Rated R. Uh, that's that's great. I, I love it. I, I totally agree. I'm glad you agree. I was looking for your approval. Uh, Spawn has to be rated R. You know, I want to take it back to the heyday, the Spawn Cloud. Uh, you know, back to its roots. Yeah, that's what the article said. I read that earlier, Todd. Um, and I agree with you. Yeah, you got to take it back. I mean, you'll spawn. I saw you. Well, what did I see? What did I see? I saw the preview recently of the Mortal Kombat game with a spawn downloadable content character um, DLC for fans. <laughs> DLC. Yeah, I know what you mean. Good. Um, yeah, it, you know, they showed him like throwing his chains, right? The cape slicing people in half. Um, he jumps up, his cape expands, and all there's like tons of automatic machine guns in there and just blast whatever character they're shooting to pieces phenomenal I, I i literally want to buy the game just so i can so i can purchase spawn as well you know give you give you a couple dollars you know what i mean spawn i gotta give or todd i gotta give you a couple dollars from my pocket oh yeah i appreciate it appreciate it. everything all the money that comes to me goes to a great cause good i'm glad to hear it todd um so it makes me want to buy it so i totally agree with you there but todd yes um i don't know how well you're gonna fare with getting the uh, let, let, let me let me guess let me let me guess what you're about to say. Go 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 ahead go ahead Todd. Um, you're you're, you're probably thinking about the the the, uh, the 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 director the director credit my director demand right? <laughs> I've got a lot of uh, interesting people you know question me about that. Uh, really, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You're not the only one. I've been on plenty of podcasts and I've been talking about this already. But yeah, uh, people are are, are uh, questioning about this and and uh, uh, I, I, I could do it. Uh, it's my baby, spawns my creation, and very, very, very important to me, and, and how I want him to come to life, uh, with a big budget, yeah, you know, and Jamie Foxx, I want Jamie Foxx aboard in this too, to, to, it'll be a blockbuster, you saw Avengers? I totally saw Avengers, thought it was a great movie, Todd, what'd you think of it? It was pretty crappy, uh, compared to Spawn, anyway, um, so, uh, well, there's not a movie to compare it to yet, Todd, because the, the Spawn movie hasn't got created yet, well, no, no, I understand, but when it does get created, it'll make the Avengers look, Avengers look like crap, so, anyway, when I get the movie made, uh, I gotta direct it. It's my baby, my creation. I got to foresee my child. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, actually, Todd. I, I've, I've created a few things. Not important. Not important because what we're talking about right now is Spawn. You brought me here to talk about Spawn, so I don't want to talk about your creation. I want to talk about my creation Spawn. My baby, I'm going to put that on the big screen, big budget, Jamie Foxx, um, and we're going to make we're gonna make millions of dollars, and we're going to have sequels beyond sequels and, and offshoots and other stories we could tell. You know, The Violator. You know, we're going to have all these guys. I can't wait for you to see it. But the director thing, you think that's legit. You think you can... You think you have enough clout in the Hollywood industry um, to direct a big-budget movie featuring Oscar Award winner Jamie Foxx in Spawn? Oh, to totally. I think I've, I think I've said that multiple times in this interview alone, uh, James. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great, and, and, and I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, look for it next year. Whoa, next year? You heard it here first. First? Voiced? Voiced? I get so excited when I'm talking to Todd McFarlane. Um, you heard it here first on the Icebox. Next year, Spawn's coming out. This guy's going to direct. Todd McFarlane, thank you very much for your time. I cannot wait to see the Spawn movie rated R with you at the director helm. I cannot see anything going wrong with this motion picture. So I gotta, I gotta wrap this thing up. Maybe I should just stop. Um, I think that, I think my Todd McFarlane exclusive interview was pretty sweet, um, and my court cast was pretty awesome. 
Uh, should I stop there? Let me think. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess I could talk about these two. I, I think I'm going to call it. I think I, I think I gave you guys enough fun with the Todd McFarlane cast. You all to join me next time when I join the other topics. See, I didn't expect that interview to last that long, but you know, it, it some things happen. Maybe I should have edited out Quirk cast and talk about these other two things, but you'll just hear it on the, on the, on the next podcast. So let's see. Um, I want to say thank you for listening to my podcast in case you didn't know. And by judging by the links and the likes, I should say, and the amount of shares I get when I post these links, I think I'm dead to the Facebook world. I really, really do. You know, again, I think I mentioned earlier how, uh, the world's greatest Pearl Jam, uh, fans, uh, Sue, I mentioned her a couple times on this thing. Um, you know, God bless her and her daughter, Amy, holy cow, you know, here hugs to them both right now. Cause they always, uh, you know, like my, my posts and stuff. And I appreciate that. See, cause here's what happens. I'm not sure you know this, but when you like it, uh, on my, on any social media, it tends to, you know, bring other eyes to it. You understand? So obviously the stuff I'm doing isn't all that good. Uh, because I, you know, I get like one or two likes, but yet I see other things and I ranted about this before, but I see other things, you know, here's a picture. Here's a picture of my pie. It's a blueberry pie that I bought from pick and save. How do you like it? And the thing goes, you know, 24 likes, 13 comments. And it's like crazy. It's a picture of blueberry pie. And I give you the sweat the 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 amount of entertainment in my voice for a half hour or my videos on revelations showing awesome toys entertainment a break from reality and it just gets ignored amazing don't you think i, I it's not amazing it's it's frustrating is what it is that's what it is but that makes me try harder and that makes me go out there and get blockbuster people to interview like Todd McFarlane to bring him on board in this podcast to get ratings up. You know when the ratings were up when uh, I had uh, the wild card on the show and he's wanted to get back onto the podcast. Um, and I also had another idea, other ideas too of uh, other people wanting to get on the podcast talk about other things. And I'm all for it. Um, I just got to make it happen. And I open up this podcast with it being you know a couple of rough weeks here for me, and that's what's usually stopping me um, from getting uh, guests on the show, kind of thing. So, and I say guests, but it's people I know, right? I mean, like Todd McFarlane, right? Maybe I'll get another, I'll get another uh, uh, top creator on, on on board too. I mean, you get to listen to Charlie Huckle every now and then. Charlie, you want to? I don't know why he's like you know. So I don't know if you know this, but Charlie Huckle, um, he does a lot of my. Uh, post work on my podcasts and my YouTube show. So I give him a ton of grief on the show, but he legit puts in his heart and soul in editing these things down or adding, you know, music. He creates the musical jams or the interludes between segments of, uh, of the Icebox podcast and the Revelation show. So he does a lot of great work. Do you want to say anything, uh, uh, Charlie Huckle? You can have the mic if you want. Uh, yeah, thank you. I I would really like to talk to you, uh, the 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 listener. Um, my name is the most influential Charlie Huckle. That's a pretty dumb name, Charlie. 
but it's my name. And I thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You want to wrap it up for us? You can wrap it up, dude. I'm done talking. I, I had talked about my quirks for crying out loud, Charlie. Finish it up for me. Go ahead. Oh, I, I thank you. Usually, uh, this is new to me. Usually, I'm behind the scenes doing uh, lighting and mic work and all the technical stuff that this Yahoo doesn't know how to do. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank you for listening. Charlie Huckle, you're done. Sorry. I, I thought I could do it. I really thought I could do it, buddy. Just go back and light my face or something. I don't know what you do. All right. So, you can find all of our links to our podcasts, our YouTube shows on my Facebook page, Inspired Creations HOM. Uh, we'll post everything there. You can also see the, all the awesome artwork that I do, um, all the cricket stuff that I, I try to do as well, those canvas bags, the tumblers, right? I haven't done a tumbler in a while. Um, but shirts, we've done a couple shirts recently for like My Hero Academia um, and from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Canvas bags, I've done the the, the Giraffe Neck Cobra Commander, uh, Optimus Prime, and uh, Panthro uh, artwork. I just did the Lino from Thundercats Roar. Uh, as vector art so you can go see that kind of fun stuff um and podcasts too and my revelation show i show all my cool stuff Diggs is on the most recent shows we're building up to episode 75 and episode 75 talks about something we've never talked about in revelations before um so um i look we're looking forward to that but anyway you can find all that on my facebook page inspired creations hom uh you can also email us please i'll read comments i'll read anything you send to us still haven't gotten one so that's why i haven't read anything um, but you can reach us at iceboxcast at gmail.com. I wonder if the mic picked that up. I might have to edit that out. I, I don't know what happened. I breathed weird or something. I kind of regurgitated or something. So I'm going to say that again. You can email us any comments, any feedback, anything you want to talk about um, or questions um, for Charlie Huckle even if you want uh, at this email, iceboxcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's about it. I want to, again, thank you literally for everyone who likes and shares any of our posts that we do on our creations. I really greatly appreciate that. Um, and spread the word. Um, I, we're, our, our number of followers on our Facebook page is growing too. I just saw two more people, uh, get on board of inspired creations, HOM. So thank you for that. Uh, means a lot to me and, uh, I'm going to keep this content going and flowing for you. Um, and I'm going to end it the way Diggs always ends it. Ends it right? Uh, so until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty.